Good morning. It's been a while since we've done the morning walk, so even though I have to make this short, I wanted to make sure that I got it in because it has been a while and I don't want to act like I'm forgetting it. Uh, let's see. I can't think of what all has happened. Um, I haven't been able to get the uh, morning walk a thousand words in in the morning this whole week. The whole, you know, uh, crazy timing thing with, uh, you know, holidays and weekends and stuff has completely thrown me off. I mean, we've had sickness, we've had parties, we've had crazy things screwing with our uh, schedules. Today, for instance, I said we had to go somewhere, and uh, so i got to cut this short. I'm making it a 30-minute uh, walk because we're going to a brunch at 9 a.m. Now, call me crazy, but to my mind, a brunch at 9 a.m. is called breakfast. But, whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, so this is going to be a... Uh, 20-minute, 30-minute episode. Uh, all the same, my word count, presumed word count, has not suffered. And that's actually really cool. Because, I mean, the reason why it hasn't suffered is because even though I didn't have my uh, 1K in the morning thing, I did manage to uh, do the five minutes during the day five minutes here and there with my little tablet. I started using Office Program instead of Drive, which I should have thought of originally. You want offline stuff. <sighs> I can't count on Google Drive. Um, anyway, so, uh, so I'm really glad that I stumbled across that process because it's already saved my bacon. It's kind of weird. There's a little terrier running ahead of us. I think he must, I think the uh, owner must think I'm a freak chattering to myself. But then again, that's never bothered me before. I read something Yesterday, a lot of some things. A lot of the uh, Google Glass people are writing about how they're not so sure about Google Glass anymore. These explorers, or rather, people who signed up for the Google Glass Explorer program, have said, basically, there's a whole bunch of places that I don't want to go with it. And it makes me uncomfortable, so... I don't, I don't think it's going to take off because I don't wear it where I should anymore. And all right, some of them, you don't wear it into a theater. Duh. You know, I mean, theater is going to uh, expect that you're recording. So they're going to flip out about the same as if you walked in with your cell phone on and holding it in front of you. Now, I'll grant you. There's all kinds of legal discussions that can be made about whether you should or shouldn't uh, 
be allowed to bring a cell phone into your into a movie theater. I'm, I'm not arguing that one. I'm just saying that was not that was one that we agreed on. All right, I'm not going to bring my Google Glass into a theater. But they were saying I wouldn't bring it into a restaurant. My first question was why. Uh, they didn't explain that. What's wrong with the restaurant? And uh, some of them went further and said it's because of this guy who got um, asked to leave as long as he had Google Glass on. And all right, I get that that may make you uncomfortable, but uh, I can't imagine just saying like, you know what, I believe in this project, but I'm going to pretend like I don't believe it because I want to make the people who don't understand feel comfortable. I don't get that. But then it got worse because they were saying, I mean, the people, some people were saying it wasn't because the restaurant owners were going to kick them out. It was because they didn't want to look weird. They didn't want to look strange. <sighs> oh, brother, that just made me like roll up my sleeves. All right, all right this is where I live. I have spent my entire life looking weird and looking strange for the things that I loved and nobody understood. I've got a t-shirt that uh, has a 1920s kind of uh, newsprint ad talking about bug murder. It's an ad for an exterminator, except it shows the mugwumps and uh, characters from uh, The Naked Lunch. And it's the Burroughs Extermination Company or whatever. And I wear it proudly, knowing full well that there's maybe 1% of the world who will get that, who will get that it's a joke. I don't care. People ask me about it and I have to explain it saying, look, you're probably not going to like that movie, but uh, it's a reference to a really cool movie. I'm not lording it over. Ah, ha, ha, I know something you don't come some kind of hipster crap. I'm just saying that was something I love and I didn't let the fact that other people don't get it stop me. It's an XKCD thing about, man, you shouldn't post that. What if, what if it's embarrassing to an employer later on? Uh, what if it, you know, makes it so that you can't get a job because of something you posted 20 years ago? And Mr. Monroe basically takes the tack. And I apologize for the profanity, but it is so, so well-deserved. Fuck that shit. I, you know, I will not curtail the things that I say or do because it might make people uncomfortable later. I got told the other day that if you support free speech unequivocally, then you support hate crimes. And that you are therefore a criminal. This was in regards to 
Mr. Robertson of Duck Dynasty, who came out uh, against gay marriage and basically towed the conservative religious line. And uh, A&E dropped him because, well, my personal theory, they dropped him because the plan was to drop him as soon as the world lost their crap when he made the statement. My personal theory is that this was the plan from the beginning. And then as the world started flipping out, saying, no way he's right, no way he's wrong, back and forth, A&E said, oh, well, never mind then, we're going to go ahead and let him back in. Whatever. Old man on a TV show. To me, it means nothing. But... Somebody said that we should not let him say evil things. Now, I took Voltaire's stand. I don't agree with you, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. And he said, so you support uh, intimidation. And I said, look, a lot of the things that we say could be seen as intimidation. If we didn't allow free speech unequivocally, if we didn't allow full free speech full stop, even if it offended people, even if it hurt them, career, their careers, their political aspirations, we would not be able to talk about Rob Ford. We would be sued for his uh, political distress. We would not be able to talk about O.J. Simpson. We would still be thinking of him only as a Heisman Trophy winner. We would not be able to talk about so many things just because we couldn't hurt somebody's feelings. So yeah, I say we need to be allowed to hurt people's feelings because we need to be allowed to counter those points. And next thing this person says, then you support hate speech. You support hate crimes. And without getting into the whole, a crime is a crime, I don't care what was going on in your brain. Without getting into any of that, I just basically backed out. Because we have to be allowed to do what we want, to look as stupid as we want, to say what we want. Anyway, getting back to the explorers, I don't think these guys really bought into the whole explorer thing. In the end, morning. In the end, it looked like they were saying, I'm going to stop wearing Google Glass because I don't like people looking at me while I'm wearing them. And don't get me wrong, I understand what they mean. I mean, I've only been wearing it for uh, a few months, and I have uh, gone to public events with it on. I have gone to my little girl's recital with them on, went and played laser tag with them on, I've fallen asleep with them on. So, I understand what it's like to be wearing them for a long time. And I understand what they mean when they say, everybody's staring at you. I remember when I went to uh, Kennedy Space Center, we were standing in front of the 
the Space Shuttle Atlantis. I mean, standing right there in front of it. And while I'm like overawed by the majesty and history of what we're looking at, the guy standing next to us is asking, so what are those toe shoes like? It's new. It's new and it's compelling and it's something that people think they might be able to do too. So they're curious. They ask questions. It feels weird to be stared at. It feels weird to have people ask you questions about it. It feels weird to have the uh, guy at Starbucks ask you questions about it while you're trying to order. All right, I haven't actually been to a Starbucks, but I went to Panera and the same sort of thing happened. It does feel weird. But that's because it's rare. And, and that's because this is gonna make a difference. People recognize it. People know this is something I haven't seen before. And they know this is something that could make a change. Deep down, people know this is a disruptive technology, even if they're nervous about it, even if they make wisecracks about cyborgs and crap, they still can tell that it's something new. And they wanna know. And if you walk around saying, I don't like people staring at me, I don't like people asking me questions all the time, therefore, I'm not gonna do this anymore. And you're not really into the the whole explorer thing. You're more of the tourist. I only want to do this if lots of other people have done it before me and there's no challenge to it and it's not at all weird. The other day, Google Glass shut down on me, broke down. Don't know what happened. Wasn't about it being charged or not charged, but it just locked up. Light was on, it was starting to get hot. Wouldn't do anything, wouldn't respond. Now, this is a $1,500 piece of equipment. $16, really. I wonder if this path goes by my house. Uh, it's more like $1,600 when you think about it, because we had shipping we had the extra little bits for the case and everything. So $1,600. I paid $1,600 for it and it broke down within the first two months of having it. And I never got the feeling, man, I got gypped. Because I knew this is experimental. I am doing something new. I am a early adopter. And this is what happens when you're an early adopter. A lot of people, jump into it because they think it's new and different and popular. When they find out it's only new and different, they're not as big a fan. And I understand that. But... I don't know. I just... 
I just don't like this thinking that that you don't want to wear it because it looks geeky, because it looks dorky, because you look like a nerd. And it burns me because, baby, that's where I live. I spent my life there. I run the t-shirt shop. Anyway, so didn't mean to spend a whole lot of time on that. Certainly didn't mean to get all political. I was just saying that bugged me because I really did. All right, what has happened? Last couple of days, I have uh, managed to get the word count. Basically doing a bit more Scepter's story. Um, Yesterday was New Year's Eve, which I spent basically watching TV. Uh, I don't regret this. Wasn't the way I would have wanted to spend New Year's Eve, but my baby, my little girl, she was sick. And it's not something you just get upset about, you know? She doesn't get sick very often, so every now and then we stay home and we watch her. Allie, Allie went out to DJ a New Year's Eve party for a Mormon church, which I just thought was all kinds of cool. I wish I could have seen that. I wish I could have been there. Uh, because uh, it was funny when she got home, she was talking about all the classic kind of DJ issues. Oh, people wanted me to, when are you going to play a fast song? Like the kinds of music they had in the 60s, you know, real rock and roll. When are you going to play a slow song so I can dance with my wife? She puts on a slow song and the guy disappears. Uh, all the horror stories you hear from DJs. And, uh, yeah, she was doing it. But she got a lot of compliments. People really liked the music that she played. So, well done. I wish I could have seen it. I made the most of it, though. I uh, got completely caught up on Breaking Bad. Just to say, I saw the whole last season yesterday, and uh, the end wasn't as monumental, I guess, as people made it out to be on, online. But it was it was correct, you know. It, it fit the story well. Did a good job of tying up loose ends. Tied up all the loose ends, as near as I can tell. I mean, people that you've completely forgotten about, like Grey Matter, dealt with them. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty well done. And then, let's see. By that time, it was just past midnight, and the EP had finally started feeling better. So, of course, after sleeping all day, finally feeling better, she announced that she was not at all tired. Whoa! <laughs> that was fun. Um, so she wanted to stay up all night. 
we watched a few uh, MST3K shorts, which I've always thought were the best of the MST series. Those proper grooming and are you ready for marriage kind of stuff. I love those. Those are hilarious. So, we did get to be together as a family at midnight on New Year's. So that's good. Wasn't exactly the end of Harry Met Sally, but it was still a fun time. What else? Let's see. Before that, I went to work. Um, wasn't able to do the uh, morning walk or the morning sounds and words yesterday because it's really, really busy. Slept late. I've been kind of sick. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but lots of sinusy kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. So, day before, day before, I honestly don't remember. They're kind of all blurring together. That would have been Monday. And uh, I know I did nine hours on Monday. Oh, yeah, that was the day I woke up at 3 a.m. No idea why I woke up at 3 a.m. I just did. And I was fully awake, man. There was nothing, no going back to bed for me. So instead, I went ahead, I got up, I got dressed. And I was the first guy in the office at work. Which was good, because it meant that I could leave early. And uh, I did. Oh, and that was good because I only had a doctor's appointment. And so I was able to stay at home and watch over the EP. Okay, now I know this little creek, or rather this, whatever, sewage runoff. All right, I know that one, and my house is going to be on the other side of it. I see the trail. So, all right, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to off-road it a bit. Find a path over. Anyway, um, so yeah, waking up at 3 a.m., putting in a full day's work before 3 p.m., and uh, watching over the EP and all that. It was... It was an odd day. Okay, I'm gonna get a little quiet here for a bit because uh, we're basically playing Blair Witch here. If I slip and fall and die, then I'll be the first of the Google Glass snuff films. 
you know, now that I think about it, in a day when I'm supposed to be going to a brunch, I probably should not be blazing new trails. Every time I brush past some uh, low-hanging branch, I picture the guy with the uh, ovitos. Still fresh. Two days. Poison still fresh. Nope, nope. Over here. Over here. Good puppy. Naturally, having never done this before, and being a copper spaniel, is understandably freaked out. South. I gotta buy some better walking shoes. Trying to think of uh, anything else that's happened recently. The uh, the story with Invito Rex, not Invito Rex, the sequel, Cut First King. The story there has had me a little nervous for the last few days because I have multiple storylines going. One of them involves Scepter basically. It's okay, puppy, come on. Good girl. Good girl. Come on. Good girl. You have earned your Boy Scout badge. So yeah, one of them is the story of how Scepter gets back home after plummeting a few thousand feet to the ground. 
Hey puppy, this might get a good picture. Come here. Sit. Stay. Good girl. Stay. Stay. Sit. Stay. Good puppy. Okay. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, the storyline with Scepter walking home has got me nervous because I found a couple of, I mean, I put in a couple of wrinkles to make it a difficult track for him. But, uh, but I also had solutions and they're not terribly exciting. It's like outwitting your enemy kind of solutions. It's like the kind of thing Asimov used to do, where you'd have a guy walk in, the other guy would say, now you're trapped and I've got all your people and you're never going to get away. And the first guy goes, well, I've already taken over all of your armies. So you're boned. And that was the story, just like a couple of guys talking. But at the same time, well, obviously lots of people read it. So... And I mean, I don't have to have explosions in every single story. So... I've been agonizing over whether I need to throw in some more of that pow or whether that story being somewhat believable and uh, fairly decent. <sighs> somewhat compelling, you know, to me. Whether that story is good enough to stand on its own without the zap pow. And I'll tell you, that's a question I didn't even bother asking Mr. Nathan Lowell, who I normally go to for all of my what should I do writing prompts. Because <clears throat> I knew Mr. Nathan Lowell would say, uh, yeah, don't add, don't add gunfire where none is needed. Anyway, all right, we are at the front door. So hopefully I will be better about this and I will talk to you tomorrow.